Welcome. You're listening to Everything Naval Aviation with host Rear Admiral John Meyer, Commander Naval Air Force Atlantic. This is Rear Admiral John Meyer, Commander Naval Air Force Atlantic. Welcome to Everything Naval Aviation. I've got to be up front with you. This is my first podcast, so I'm a little bit nervous. I've not done this before, but I've been in the job now for a little over 100 days, and I want to talk to you about how enormously I am impressed with the work of the entire Airland staff. Our focus at Airland has clearly been on current readiness and the investment into future readiness that derives from that. And it has been squarely on the man, train, and equip equities to make our forces as ready and as lethal as possible. I am enormously proud to be the commander here, and I could not be happier with the workforce that we have at Airland. That does not mean that we should be content with the job that we do day to day. And I am not driven by coming to work to just do the job better. I am driven by disruptive change, by driving an innovative culture into our organization, by making naval aviation as lethal and as ready as we possibly can, given the resources that we have. Those resources are clearly our equipment, the dollars that we are provided by our government to do flying hours, to maintain our equipment, but most certainly our, our most precious resources, our nation's sons and daughters. That is far and away our greatest charge, and I view it as our imperative, our prime directive, that we provide the most capable aircraft, the best trained aircraft carriers and squadrons, the best manned aircraft trained uh, and squadrons that we can possibly do with the resources we have. I want to talk briefly about what my priorities are in Align, Airland, and the rest of naval aviation of this. And I will tell you when I talk about the rest of naval aviation, it's important to understand that the Air Boss and I are perfectly aligned on where we need to go as a force and how we man, train, and equip that force. My priorities are not necessarily in particular order, but uh, aircraft carrier operational availability. Our aircraft carrier fleet is enormously expensive. It represents a staggering investment on the part of our government. It also represents our most survivable and our most lethal airfields in the nation. The fact that our aircraft carriers are forward deployed, that they are present, that they are lethal, uh, that they are ready for war, uh, even though we pray for peace every night, represents uh, is the is the culmination of that investment of billions and billions of dollars in both material personnel and countless hours of uh, training to lead to the that point but the operational availability of those carriers is the imperative and that is largely a function of the time that it takes to repair our carriers and the maintenance cycle that they spend in our shipyards both public and private well this is my number one priority it's also interesting that it's the one that, quite frankly, we at Airland have the least control over. The shipyards do not work for us. However, we coordinate closely with the shipyards in uh, those schedules. Our ship's commanding officers do coordinate and work hand-in-hand -hand with the shipyards, and our sailors do what's referred to as Ship's Force Work Package, which represents a, a fairly significant piece or volume of the work in those shipyards. All of us need to be leaning in the direction to get our ships out on time into the training cycle such that we can maximize the operational availability of those aircraft carriers. That is an imperative. 
the flying hour program and the budget that we are given to produce trained aviators is the second piece. We are given limited resources and it's enormously important that we utilize those resources as efficiently as we possibly can. The flying hour program through countless hours of simulation time, actual hours in aircraft, complex training events, launching and dropping of live ordnance, all of that builds on a model that produces ready and lethal aircrew and that remains a priority. I am here to tell you, though, we're on the right path. Production is stepping up in Sinatra today. Uh, Sinatra is also looking at newer and more innovative ways to train our pilots, to train our pilots faster to a higher standard, and Project Avenger is the beginning of that for naval aviation, and uh, if you'll stay tuned, we'll talk about that in the future, or we'll probably we'll get Admiral Westendorf, who's Sinatra, to come and chat with us on our Everything Naval Aviation podcast. Uh, that's a big piece of this. The other aspect is that our VFA training squadrons, VFA 106 here in Oceana and VFA 122 in Lemoore, California, are ramping back up to production, and we're finding new and creative ways to man their instructor ranks such that they can meet those production uh, shortfalls that uh, happened from years ago. It's important for us to know, though, that there are no easy fixes for this, and there's certainly no fast fixes. Uh, we'll have to meet production goals for a minimum of three years in order to get us back to a healthy perspective. And to that end, I think it's important that not only do we produce the best and, and the most lethal pilots we can, but we also retain the best and the most lethal pilots that we've produced. For all of us, I would tell you that retention remains just an enormously high priority, not just for our pilots, but for our entire force, that we've invested so much time and energy uh, in to train. Uh, as commanders, it's important for all of us. It's important that we do all that we can to retain that talent in our Navy. Leadership is also one of my biggest focus points. And this week, uh, Airboss and I are leading the PXO, PCO, and Spouses course. And that's being done by VTC. We've done this now at Airlant uh, via VTC. We've done a major commander course along those lines. And, you know, we used to do these in person. And I am very eager to get back to the point where we can do this in person because probably like a lot of you, we're suffering from a little bit of VTC fatigue right now and would much rather uh, get the team together and have those direct personal interactions. But we're making progress on this as it is. I would also offer the COVID mitigations that we've put in place, the restrictions on our ability to, to gather in large groups, Maybe we should view that as a silver lining because it's putting us in a position where we can meet in smaller groups where I've always had more deliberate, more positive conversations, and I think you get an ability to engage directly uh, with people much more so in those small groups. So I would urge all of us to take advantage of that, not to hide in our, our homes or in our offices, but to continue to build those relationships, continue to lead, continue to train uh, those around you. Last part I want to talk about as a, a priority is safety. Uh, in naval aviation over the years, we have mismade incredible strides in naval aviation safety. In particular, when, we, when I think about safety, I think about our Class A, our most expensive uh, safety incidents, loss of life or loss of an aircraft. And, and we have made tremendous strides in that area. Where we need to do better work is in the, the smaller safety items, what we would call the Class Charlie or Class Delta mishaps or aviation ground mishaps. Uh, 
it should be no surprise to any of us that mishaps, whether it's the class alpha large mishaps or the class delta small mishaps, human error encompasses about 80 to 90% of those mishaps. So my charge to all of us is if we're going to get after safety, if we're truly going to get after safety, what we have to do is we have to understand human error. If that's the number one cause, by a wide margin, we should become subject matter experts. We should become students on how to eliminate human error. And I will tell you that is uh, much easier for me to say than it is for us to do. But this has got to be a focus area for naval aviation. I will tell you that since I've been here for the first 100 days, I, I am more than ever driven with a bias for action. I, I have an appetite for innovation. And as I said at the outset, I do not have an appetite to just come to work and make the donuts or to do the job perhaps better than my predecessor. I am absolutely driven by making naval aviation more lethal and more efficient. And I have a bias for action. And what I mean by that is when a commander comes to me with a problem, when a commander tells me that they have a better way to create training that will produce more lethal pilots or a better means to uh, improve their production rates, I'm not just going to listen to that. I'm going to immediately start to sink my teeth into it and add the gravitas of my position to getting to yes on that. I'm hardwired to yes. I'm biased for action. And my charge to all of you is that you do the same thing. Our focus at Naval Air Forces Atlantic is current readiness. It is manning, training, and equipping naval aviation to fight and to win wars of the future. Ideally, we prevent those wars by being forward deployed, by being lethal, by being ready. And I urge you to pray every night for peace, yet prepare for war every day in all that you do, as though war were imminent. Whether that's ordering a part, whether that's training an aviator, whether that's assessing the quality of a flight deck and inspection or the damage control outfitting of our ships. Every aspect of what we do has got to be focused on we are going to war, but I urge you to pray for peace every night. Lastly, I would offer that, again, this is my first podcast, and as I do this more, we'll probably get a little bit more comfortable in the conversation. I'll probably do this on a monthly basis. We'll at some point bring other folks into the conversation. We'll have in conversations and interviews and that sort of thing. And as always, I welcome your feedback. I also encourage you to expand your mind and, and read. If you're not reading a book right now, you need to find one. And uh, at some point in the near future, I'll talk about my reading list, the things that I challenge myself, both the subjects that I look forward to and the subjects that I am uh, most recently challenging myself, which are uh, having a tendency to make me a little bit on the uncomfortable side, perhaps, but it's important to expand our minds, not just in topics that we're comfortable with. All right, that's all I've got for everything Naval Aviation. I thank you for listening, and I look forward to our next opportunity to get together. Oscar, out.